Hi, this is Blake Andrews, lead pastor at Victory World Outreach, Denton, Texas. This is our podcast, and we're so glad that you came to check it out today. I hope this message encourages you and inspires you to do great things for God. I want to minister something that the Lord put on my heart this evening. I, you know, I, I, I was really excited about a word that God had put in my spirit this week, and I was prepared and, and ready to go, but since... Um, you know, just a couple of days ago, my, my heart has just been dealing with some things, you know, going through, uh, I, I would say, just 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 hurting over some situations that I know about in life. Amen. And uh, so I want to minister for just a few minutes. I'm, I'm changing things up. God has turned me a, a different direction. He steered me a different place. But I want I want to minister for just a few moments on believe for your miracle. Amen. You know, in our lives today, we're going through a lot of trials. We're going through a lot of situations, and, and there's things happening. If you look back even a year ago or two years or three years ago, you know, even when, when COVID started happening and things began to fall apart in many people's lives. And, you know, there's people right now that are watching us online that have lost family members that are, that are still faithful to this service and to this fellowship and this church and this ministry. They're watching us. They're, they're, they're believing. They're contending. But, but, you know, there's been a lot of hurt in their lives. How many know when you lose somebody, it's a very hurtful thing, amen? It's something that never goes away. The thoughts keep coming back, and the memories continue to work, and they begin to, it's just like your mind cannot let go of things. And, and even though God allows us to believe and think on those things, God wants us to be able to think about those and remember those wonderful times and wonderful memories. But at the same time, we need to understand that, that there's an adversary, that there's a devil on the other side that is continually putting pressure on you and I to see us fail in our lives. Amen? Now, I don't know about you, but it, that, that's the way it is with me. You know, I can remember very good things about things, that, people that have passed away, good memories, wonderful stories about these people. But, but the devil will always try to bring something back to your mind to try to destroy you and your relationship with God. Amen? Have you ever noticed uh, that the plan of the devil is, is always at work against your life? He's always uh, working in his schematic or in, in the life of dot to dot. Amen. That's the devil. That's the way he works. He, and he doesn't mind getting off a dot or two. He just starts connecting and bringing you back to where he thinks he can get you. And it's our power and it's our authority. When Jesus Christ, the pastor ministered this uh, uh, last Sunday on, on uh, the death of Jesus on that cross and, and the mercy of Jesus and, and, the, and the price that was paid on Calvary's cross for our sins. And it began to dwell in my spirit. It just began to, 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 I began to intercede and I began to uh, travail in the spirit, just, just dealing with some things that, that I have to deal with in my own life and people that I know. And with the things that are happening to Juwan and, and different family members that, you know, you get an evil report from the doctor and, and, and thank God uh, they're not always an evil report, Amen. But you begin to fight, you begin to pray, and you begin to go to God, and, and you begin to plead, and you begin to, even like the song was saying, you know, we, sometimes we just beg God. Lord, where are you? What are you doing, God? How can we manage? How can we get through this trial, God? How can I get through this problem that I'm having or that I'm seeing in someone else's life? How many can be honest and say that you carry the burdens for a lot of people in your life? There's people that you're praying for today that are sick in their bodies. There's people that, that you are interceding for, people that you, you want to help, that you wish you could just wave a magic wand and just make things better, but you can't do it. 
You know, I was sitting down yesterday and I was studying my first message and I was just going over it and, and preparing and, and, and I'm sitting next to these two ladies, they're, they're older, mature ladies, and, and they're sitting there and we begin to talk about business. She asked me for a business card. I begin to, I gave her the card and I begin to minister to her. And I began to share some things. And, and, you know, one was raised in church all her life and uh, Southern Baptist. And then she went to this one in Catholicism. And, and, you know, it's kind of strange because pastor was ministering on this on Sunday. And they start telling me all of these beliefs that they have. And, yes, I believe in God. And the other one was like, I don't believe in God anymore. I don't believe in heaven. I don't believe in hell. And I don't believe in this. And I began to hurt. I began to sit there and carry the burden for those two ladies because they were so willing and open to talk about the failures in their life. So easy to give up. So easy to throw in the towel, even beyond what they believe or how they were raised. But now all of a sudden, because things did not go their way, they chose a different way. They chose a different lifestyle. They chose a, a different walk and, and different beliefs, and they began to adapt and adopt different personalities and attitudes, and, and, and then they become somebody else that they're really not. And so it's it just been this burden on me to, to minister on this for just a few minutes because I want you to know that along with our salvation, as pastor was preaching on Sunday, and the death and, and the burial, the resurrection of Jesus Christ, also comes our healing Amen? It's, 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 it comes along with our salvation when we give our lives to Jesus Christ. When we think of the cross and his blood that was shed on Calvary's cross, guess what? He says, this blood is to heal you from all iniquity. Hallelujah. All your suffering and all your pain and all your troubles, you are healed today in Jesus' name. And we have to believe that as believers today, man. If you have your Bibles, turn over to 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 24. It says, who himself bore our sins in his own body on that tree that we have died to sin might live for righteousness. But whose stripes you were healed, glory to God, amen. By his stripes we were healed. In other words, for the beatings, for the blood that was shed on Calvary's cross, we are healed today because of it. Can I get a bigger amen than that? You know, we ought to be rejoicing as Christians, as men and women of God, uh, saying, you know what? He paid a price for me, not just so I can have salvation, which is a free gift, but he also says because of the pain and the, and the torture and the bloodshed on Calvary's cross, uh, your body is healed, glory to God. You know, a lot of times in our walk with God, we think we have to be like the Apostle Paul. You know, where the Apostle Paul, it talked about how he had the thorn in his side. And, you know, we can relate that. Many times in our, in our Christian walk, we relate that to a sickness in his body. But you know what? If you do a deeper study than that, uh, you know, we make excuses for what we have. I hear too many people say, well, my diabetes or, or my cancer or my this or my that. Well, I got news for you. It does not belong to you. Hallelujah. It's not yours. It's not mine. Uh, it belongs to the devil. Hallelujah. And we got to throw it back into the lake of fire. Glory to God. Amen. You know, one of the things I was thinking of is one of the greatest hindrance to healing outside of unbelief is the fact that many people do not believe that God actually wants to heal that person or th them individually. 
I've heard too many Christians in my time serving God, they say, well, you know, I believe in healing or, or I, I believe that God can heal, but I don't believe he wants to heal me. He wants to heal someone else. I just don't understand that, that train of thought. I don't understand how we, can, how we can be a child of God, be saved and walking with him and not expect the fact that his promises are ours. Hallelujah. He says, you're healed in Jesus' name. It comes with us getting saved and being delivered from sin in our lives because of what he did on Calvary's cross. I remember one time years ago, Pastor Marshall told me a story. We were talking, and he said there was a man that came to him, and, and, uh, and he asked him, he said, if you wanted prayer. Pastor Marshall asked this guy, he said, do you want prayer? Do you want God to heal your body? And the guy told him, no. He said, I'm not here to be healed. He said, huh? God's going to heal somebody else. And then Pastor Marshall went one day, and he was talking to this man's counselor, and he told him, he said, that that man told him that God wanted him that way. He really believed that God wanted him that way. There's people in this world, they, you know, they come crying to God. And, and you know, the amazing thing is somehow they, 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 they come to God, they give their life to Jesus, uh, they get a miracle from God, they go to an altar, they pray, they cry out their tears, uh, and God comes into their life, changes them, heals their body. Delivers them from a sickness, a, a cyst, a tumor, whatever the case might be, disappears like that. I've seen many cysts and tumors disappear. I've seen many legs grow out. I've seen many bodies healed uh, by the power of God. How can it be that somebody can say that that is not for me? How is it that we can stand up uh, and say, no, we ought, to be, we ought to be striving to be healed. We ought to be saying, Lord, I'm healed in Jesus' name. Oh, but you know what? We're so occupied by the pain or we're so bothered by, by the circumstance of life uh, instead of just giving God the glory for his miracle, hallelujah, because he is our Father, amen, and he has promised us uh, the healing for our bodies. Glory to God. How many need a miracle in this place today? Lift your hand up. You need God to heal your body. You know somebody that needs a miracle. How many are watching online this evening and you need a miracle in your body? You need a healing. You need for God to, to restore and touch you. Amen? You see, sometimes the mentality is taken to the extreme. A lot of people, we go through some very difficult times in our life and we, we, we're afraid to say what it is. As we're going through trials, amen? You see, the price for our sins and our healing has already been paid for. Amen? It's already been paid for. Isaiah chapter 53, verse 4 and 5, it says, Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. In verse 5, it says, But he was wounded for our transgressions. Hallelujah. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him, and by his stripes, glory to God, we are healed. Can you say it with me? We are healed. Hallelujah. That scripture right there is powerful. It's alive. It's scripture that walks. It breathes. It breathes life into our spirit, into our soul. Amen. It should give you hope. It should give you an excitement in your life uh, for God to do something powerful and amazing. Hallelujah. And his stripe, by his stripes, uh, we are healed. I want to ask you a question this, this, this evening. Is healing for all? 
Is healing for you? Is healing for me? Is healing for those that are sick? Now, let me just tell you something. Unless God wants to raise somebody from the dead, hallelujah, I'm not be going to no uh, cemetery and just praying over these dead caskets, amen. I'm not going to pray over stones because, I, you know, if God wants them to come out, glory to God, but I'm going to take off running too, amen, just like the rest of you. But that's God's business. I'm talking about you and I today. We're dealing with things. We ought to carry the burden for one another. Amen? We ought to be, with Joshua, I remember when, when we were praying for your sister and she's gone on to be with the Lord, a wonderful saint of God. It was such a painful time for, we all prayed and we all helped and we all did what we could do. But I remember a night when, when Joshua said, you got to get down there, you got to pray for her. They were not letting anybody in the hospitals. They were kicking people out. And he can tell you, he was, he was a criminal back then trying to get into that hospital because it was, it was important for him to get in there. And I walked into that hospital, and I'm telling you what, I tricked every one of them nurses. I had them look at all different directions. And I went in there, and I walked in that room. Uh, they said, you're not allowed to be in here. I said, oh, I'm here in the name of Jesus. Uh, the Almighty God has sent me in this place, uh, and nobody's going to send me out. Glory to God. You know, we need to have a boldness. We need to carry each other's burdens, hallelujah, and understand that it's not me, uh, it's not uh, you, it's the Spirit of God that is in us. It's the free gift uh, of God that is alive in us, hallelujah. And it's powerful, I promise you that. You know, they said, well, she's unconscious, she can't hear, she can't see you, she can't, I didn't believe any of that because I felt her moving, I seen her, I seen her twitching and I seen things happening and I believe that that, that woman was listening and she was hearing everything that was going on that was spiritual, she didn't care about anything else but spiritual things, amen, but God calls us to stand in the gap, he calls us to stand in there and, and make up a difference. Hallelujah. How many want to make a difference in this world today, man? You know, it's so easy to sit back and just watch everything happen all around us. It's so easy to sit back and, and just take the circumstances as they come. It's so easy to sit back and just watch our children go through trials and tribulations. But you know what? God gave us two feet. Hallelujah. He gave us hands. He gave us a body. He gave us a willpower to rise up to fight against the sin of this world. Hallelujah. And we've got to rise up. We've got to make a difference in this world. Amen. Listen, not for our own popularity. It's not to be popular or to be liked. I don't really care if I'm liked or not. I just want to see God's will done in people's lives. And starting with myself, because I want to be an example to my kids and to my family and to everybody around me. And, and, and I'm thankful that we have such a great example. So here is, 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 is healing for all of us. Absolutely it is. You know, Pastor read a scripture, John 3.16, on Sunday. And everybody, we read it with him, and it's for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, amen. But, you know, the word whosoever refers to all, to, who, to all who need a spiritual healing. It, it didn't mean just this one or just this one, but it was very specific that all who need spiritual healing, amen. James chapter 5, verse 14 it says this, it says, is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. Verse 15, and the prayer of, of faith will, will, will save the sick and the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. Glory to God. 
Now, isn't that amazing right there? That, that Not that you can pray for somebody to forgive them of their sins, but God is already at work in those people's lives. God is doing something in us. You ever notice when you give your life to Jesus, it's like more problems come against you. It's like tribulation just falls in your, at your address where you live. It's like, Lord, I gave my life to you, God. How, how is it that I can surrender my life to you? See, here we go. We start questioning. We start doubting. Uh, and we start to, the faith in us starts to, to weaken just a little bit because all of a sudden, now the devil is working to destroy us. And all God is saying to us is that we need to rise up. Uh, we need to stand together as a body of Christ. Hallelujah. Because that's what the church is. We are the body of Christ. We're to rise up to stand together and carry one another's burdens. We're to stand with each other and fight and believe. Listen, I know that we're fighters in this place. I guarantee it. You go to the grocery store and somebody cuts you off in line, you're going to be a fighter. Don't look at me all holier than thou. I know it. I know what's coming. It's like, oh, no, don't worry, Pastor. I'm just going to get out of their way and go to the next line. You lying through them crooked teeth. We are all going to say something. Excuse me, sir. Excuse me, ma'am. I'm just as guilty. I'm, I've made a bunch of messes in the grocery stores. I promise you that, but I'm not proud of it. But what I'm trying to tell you is we know how to fight when we get out there, and there's trouble, don't we? We saw it on the way to church. This young girl was driving her car, and the, she, the guy behind her is honking so she can turn, and she's in the right lane, but she don't want to turn right. She wants to turn left. And so he's back there honking at her, and so she honks back at him. And I'm thinking to myself, Lord, we are in the range of the bullet. <laughs> it's a coming one day, Amen. But people will fight for the craziest things in the world. But why won't we fight when it comes to fighting for our sickness or, or, or telling our pastors uh, what's going on in our lives so that we can intercede and pray and we can cast out devils and take authority over those spirits that are attacking you in your, in your relationships? Your pastors are very important to what God is doing in your life. This, you're not just here to say, hey, I just go to church there and I just worship there. No, we are a family that stands together, hallelujah, that fights uh, for one another's burdens and we believe and we stand with each other. We become family. This is what we are. You're more my family than the family that I have across the country. Hardly ever see them, but I see you almost every, every other day. We get to see each other. So who am I praying for? I'm praying for my family, of course, but I'm praying for you. I'm standing in the gap. We're believing God for miracles to fall in your lap and for God to do great and mighty things in your life. Amen? So the Lord, in Luke chapter 9, verse 56, it says, For the Son of Man did not come to destroy men's lives, but to save them. And they went to, to another village. So right here in this, in, this, in this passage of Scripture, the word save is for the Son of Man did not come to destroy men's lives, but to save them. Amen? He came to save us. He came to deliver us. And, and believe me, this word here is, is, is also translated from the Greek word sozo. Amen? And you can study that later. It means to save, to deliver. It means to, to protect, to, to heal, to preserve it means a lot of things to be whole and to make whole. And then we go over to Acts chapter 14, verse 9. Acts 14, verse 9, this man heard Paul speaking. He's Paul observing him intently and seeing that he had faith to be healed. He had faith to be healed. Praise God. Amen. So here in this word, it also it comes on that, but this is a lame man 
But this word healed in this scripture, this man heard Paul speaking, Paul observing him intently and seeing that he had faith to be healed. He had the faith that he was going to be healed and that God was going to get the glory. Not him, nobody else around, but it was going to be God that gets the glory. Amen? You see, one of the things, all these words that I'm talking about, they, they are translated from this, from this word, sozo. This proves that spiritual and physical healing are included in every single man's and woman's salvation. You need to understand that. I'm not telling you this off. Uh, uh, I'm, not, I'm not giving you doctrine that's off or anything. I'm telling you that when you get saved and when you, know, when you believe in Jesus Christ dying on that cross and shedding his blood, that automatically, oh, hallelujah, the healing is for you. God said that your body is healed, hallelujah, because of his stripes. We need to believe that today and understand that I am saved. You know, we can walk with our heads up. We don't have to walk when we sing to the Lord. We can smile and we can shout unto God because he is alive in us. There is hope for you and I today to know that we're saved and that we're healed. And yes, we might have pain in our body somewhere, but guess what? It does not belong to us. We can give it to God and say, Lord, take this pain from me, God. Heal my body. I don't want this, Lord, to, to torment my mind. But we need to know the simple fact that we are already healed. We're healed in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And you know what? Be a crazy man. Be a crazy woman. Walk around and say, I'm healed in Jesus' name. I'm healed in Jesus' name. You know, yesterday these people were telling me that they don't believe in the healing. They don't believe in this. They don't believe in that. I got news for you. There's some people that with some beautiful voices, but you know, none like Destiny and Kristen. I'm telling you, these two girls, I mean, I'm just, I've been listening to them since, I was, since they were little girls. But there are people that stand up in these churches who can sing. And they sing and they're glorifying themselves, but not here in this place. We're not glorifying ourselves. Every time I tell Destiny something about how beautiful the song was, she's just embarrassed of it. She don't even, I mean, it's almost like she don't want to hear me saying it to her. But guess what, hon? You, you sing beautifully. And it's to give God glory. It's to give God glory. Hallelujah. You're never going to hear her say, no, I'm not going to do that. Because why? It glorifies God when we sing unto him. It glorifies God when we say to God, Lord, I believe in you, God. I trust you. Lord, you said it in your word that I'm healed and I'm going to believe it. I'm going to stand on the rooftop and shout it out that I am healed in Jesus' name. You know, too many times we give up. We give up and we just throw in the towel. We don't understand that this physical healing <laughs> comes along with us being saved. It comes along with what Jesus did on Calvary's cross. By shedding that blood on Calvary's cross that we're saved today, man. You see, the term saved always includes the benefits of physical health. You know, when you're saved, you have physical health. When you're saved, you have a positive spirit. Glory to God. When you're saved, you have a reason to shout. When you're saved, you have something to say to somebody. Glory to God. And it's not about what you failed in. And it's not about, you know, how you, your shortcomings and all of your failures in life. But no, when you're saved, you have something to shout about. You have something to tell somebody that God, he changed my life. He set me free and delivered me. He took me out of this and he took me out of that. And I'm healed today, glory to God. We can have a peace of mind. 
knowing that God is at work in our health, uh, in our bodies. But, you know, and there's, a, there's a spiritual side of our health as well that we need to understand, and that's eating correctly. Now, I'm not going to get into this, uh, you know, this health lesson. If you, There's some people here you can go to and talk about it. But, you know, the truth is, is God wants us to make wise choices. You know, when you're going for thirds and fourths, <laughs> we got to start talking to ourselves. We got to start saying, you know, and I'm not, I'm not picking on anybody here because I'm just as guilty as anybody. Especially on, on Thanksgiving, I was, I was blowing up some pie. I'm telling you the truth. And I hadn't eaten that kind of food in a long time. But I'm telling you what, it was delicioso. It was good. Amen. But we have to make some wise choices. Especially if the doctor is saying to us that we need to be careful. See, a lot of times we think we're above the law. We think we're above the doctors just because now all of a sudden we're saved. It's crazy. It's crazy. We break our arm, we run to Dr. Laura over here. You know, we twist a body, a bone or a muscle, we run to Dr. Laura. But when it's something different than that, when it's, when it's more severe, we hold it in and we, we allow fear to grip us. Can I get an Amen. We get an evil report from the doctor, and all of a sudden, we shut down, and, and all of a sudden, we, we clam up, and we, we, the fear begins to kick in, and we begin to believe that, that there's something wrong. Instead of rising up and just saying, I remember sitting in the car with Joshua, and we were sitting there talking, and, and we were praying in that van. That, that day was probably one of the greatest days of my life, just sitting there praying and just calling on the name of the Lord, and we began to talk about the good things of God. Here this man is losing his sister, and he's talking about, he's bringing up scriptures as he's praying, and he's talking about the wonderful things of God, the promises of the Lord. And he's speaking to God as he was right there. And I'm going to tell you something. You can be a little bit jealous, but God was there with us that day in that van. He was sitting there next to us, and the presence of God was so strong. We were weeping. We were crying. We were shouting out to God, and we were praying. But listen, it was more than words. It was a connection. It was a breakthrough. Hallelujah. It was a release from in our spirit that God was already at work in her life. He was doing his work in her, and the miracle was that he took her to heaven. You see, we don't always understand that in this world where we live. Woman yesterday, she tells me, she tells me the same thing. I don't, I don't understand. She said, I don't understand why your God would hurt my children like he has. Oh, I'm sorry, ma'am. I'm sorry. I didn't say that. I can't say that. I can't just sit there and, and let somebody talk about my God like that. I said, I got news for you, lady, but my God, your God, did not cause that sickness in those two children of yours. God has power to heal them, but maybe the doubt and, the, and the, the, the doubting spirit that you have and the lack of faith that you have is, allow, is, is keeping your daughter and your son from being healed. Do you not know that God can heal? Do you not know that God can do a miracle today regardless of where you're at in your life if you would just acknowledge him as your Lord and your Savior? She says, I'm not saved. I says, well, do you want to be saved? No. Okay, it's your choice. Hell is hot and eternity is long. But don't let it cause you to, to, to talk about the things of God and, and degrade him, especially in front of me. It's not going to happen. 
because my God has been too good to me. I said, let me tell you something. The reason I can stand here and tell you this is because I've seen my God heal. I've seen my God deliver. I said, you're looking at a miracle today. God has delivered me. He set me free. He broke the bondages of sin in my life and sickness. It's gone. Hallelujah in Jesus' name. But you know what? All you can do is open your mouth and say what you got to say. And God will do the work. See, a lot of times we give up right there. We say, well, I didn't say anything that would help this, these people. I got home. I was telling my wife about it. She says, you know what? She says, the moment you left there, the Holy Spirit kept on dealing with her. The Holy Spirit began to work. And I, I guarantee you the Holy Spirit is still chewing and still working. And I know that when she calls me to do a service at, on her house, what we're going to do for her, that, that she's going she's gonna to open up and that God is going to begin to do a new work in her because he's already at work in her situation. Listen, don't give up on God's promise. Don't give up on what God has encouraged you to do in your life. Amen. Let me tell you something. Many times we get bound in, in just going to church and just being faithful and just being a steward of God. And, and we get so uh, locked into what we're supposed to do instead of, instead of doing the things that we just love to do. And that's worship God. Become, coming into the presence of the Lord, into this church. And, you know, it's wonderful to see each other. We go around and shake each other's hands and we hug. And I'm telling you, it's a wonderful thing. But when we praise God, when we worship him, we ought to be thankful to him for what he's already done, for what he's doing, and for what he's about to do. Hallelujah. He's not done in our lives. He's, he's doing much more. Listen, I know you're praying for things. You're asking God, Lord, please uh, touch my wife, touch my husband, touch my children, touch my work situation. Listen, God is at work uh, on our behalf. Uh, he's already working for us. Amen. We have to believe it today, man, and stand on his word. You see, this is what they did. As Stephen did in Acts chapter 6, verse 8. I don't have that scripture there, so don't, don't put that one up. But in the early church, when men were expected to be full of faith and power and expected to do great wonders and signs and miracles, just like, like Stephen did in Acts chapter 6, verse 8. You see, in these days, men did not draw crowds by being funny or with musical talents. See, in today's world, they're building churches with musical talents, and they got musicians up on the stage that are, that are drinking and smoking after they leave the church service, but they're paid musicians to come into these churches because they're so talented. You said, oh, that would never happen. Oh, I can name thousands of churches all over the country, thousands right here in this metroplex that do it. They bring people in just to, just to bring in the people. and Listen, they think that it's so wonderful, but this is so popular in the United States of America today. This is what's happening all around the world, but they heard and they saw the miracles. <coughs> they heard and saw in Acts chapter 6, verse 8. Those miracles had been seen. There was real reason why so many preach against healing. Listen to this. People won't even preach against healing anymore. You get some churches where they won't even talk about healing or they, they preach against it or they will not pray for the sick in their churches. Do you want to know why? There's a couple of reasons why. Number one is they lack power in prayer. They lack the power in prayer. They're scared to death to ask somebody if they could pray for them. I remember a day we were, I was in Africa with Pastor Jones, and this guy begins to open up until he said, I'm sick. Before he could even get the word sick out of his mouth, he said, I'm sick. Pastor Jones was like, oh, let me pray for you. Just started beginning to pray for this man. He didn't know if he was sick or not anymore after that. He was like, man, this is a man of faith. This is a man of power. 
And this is what you and I need to be, is we need to be men and women of power, hallelujah, to stand up and say, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have power in prayer, glory to God. I'm going to have a place. Listen, there's too many prayer empty closets in this world today. You need to have a place where you can call on God. Or number two, the lack of courage to step out in faith. You can't care about being embarrassed or, or somebody's going to see me doing this. I went and visited Colorado Springs not too long ago, and I was there, and <clears throat> I'm walking through the store, and I'm, I'm limping pretty good. I'm not sure if I tripped or what happened. Anyways, I'm always limping somewhere for some reason, but I, I'm walking through the store like that. I saw a guy from the home church, and, and man, I'm telling you what, he saw me limping. He came up from behind me, scared me half to death, but man, he jumped down on my knee and began to pray for my foot. He was shouting in that grocery store. It wasn't like, Lord, I pray you just heal his body. Graylin Surratt, if you know who Graylin Surratt is, that man was praying. Oh, God, I pray, Lord. I mean, he was getting down. People walking up and down. People changing their aisles just to get away from us because this man was praying like he meant it. Amen. There's nothing better than the power of God coming down in the grocery store. Hallelujah. I was like, oh, I feel like I'm healed in Jesus' name. I can feel it. I'm jumping up and down. Glory. And we're sitting there. He said, test it. Test it. I want to see what God did. I'm like, whoo, glory to God. We're sitting in the aisle shaking our legs, jumping up and down, giving glory to God right there. We had church right there in the Safeway aisle. Hallelujah. Emergency to aisle seven. Glory to God. Someone's getting delivered. Isn't that wonderful? In today's world, we're so afraid to ask. We're afraid to even bow our heads and close our eyes. I'll sit in a restaurant and watch everybody just start busting out their food. They're just chomping down. I said, even the pigs grunt before they eat. Just to get them stirred up. Just to start a fight. Start a conversation. Not a fight. I'm sorry. A conversation. I always get myself in trouble. But you know, people need to understand the importance of what God wants to do in our lives. He wants to do a miracle. He wants to heal you. He wants to deliver you. He wants to set you free from the bondage of sin, that whatever it is in your life. Amen? Praise God. Don't worry about being embarrassed. And I'm going to end with this, and we're going to pray at this altar call for, in, for just a few minutes. We're going to pray. And I'm going to ask when we do have this altar call in just a few minutes that, Joshua, I'm going to ask you at the end of the service to come up. I'm going to change. I know we had someone else praying, but I want, I want to ask you at the end of the service to come up and just pray over the service and the, the congregation um, as, as, as we're dismissed tonight, when, when we do dismiss, amen? If so, you just prepare for that, but didn't want to ca catch you off guard or if you had to leave or something, but I, I really want that. I feel in my spirit that, that, that God's going to use you tonight um, just, in, just in a closing prayer. So I, I, want, I, want, I want to ask you to do that. Just prepare for it. So there's some fundamental, there's some foundation stones for healing in the Bible, and I'm, I'm going to just talk about one as, as I'm closing right now. But in Exodus chapter 15, verse 26, it's the very first one, and I'll probably preach this another time. There's, there's five uh, foundation stones that I could preach on and minister a whole new sermon for healing. But number one, and, and you can mark it as number one and just leave it at that, but it says, and, and said, if you diligently heed the voice of the Lord, your God, and do what is right in his sight. Now listen to this. Give ear to his commandments and keep all his statutes. I will put none of the diseases on you which I have brought on the Egyptians. For I am the Lord who heals you. Now, isn't that a powerful 
Scripture. He's saying that if we would, you know, you see, we got to understand something here. We find God's contract of healing right here in this Scripture. It's a contract of healing. And here it is. Uh, he says, I am the Lord that healeth thee. This is a contract. It's for every single one of us. Amen? It's, it's for you, it's for me, and in this contract, uh, there's three principal questions regarding healing uh, that are soundly answered here. Number one, is God a healer? We need to ask ourselves, is God a healer? Yes, he is a healer. He said so in his word. Amen? So we need to believe that today. Number two, who will God heal? And how many? These are questions. A-double-L, A-L-L, all. That's you, that's me, that's everybody down the street that's, that's, that's saved, that calls upon his name, that, 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 that reaches out and asks God for that miracle. We are all healed in Jesus' name. No exceptions. When we give our lives to Jesus, listen, he died on that cross for even the sinner's sins. He died on that cross for all of us so that we could be saved. And he shed his blood on Calvary's cross so we could all be healed and set free and delivered. He said, I am the Lord that healeth thee. Glory to God. That's you, every single one of us in this place tonight. He said, I will heal you. Glory to God. Number three, when will God heal? The answer is right now. Right now. We don't have to wait till tomorrow. We don't have to wait till next week. We don't have to wait till our next doctor's visit. We don't have to wait until somebody tells us that we need to talk to a counselor or a shrink or this or that. It's right now. We're healed right now in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. He says, I am the Lord that healeth thee. Glory to God. He's talking in present tense there. He's saying, I'm the, I'm the God that healed back then. Of course he did. But he's the God that healed then, yesterday, today, and forever. Glory to God. He's at work, and he's moving on our behalf so that we can have a clarity of mind and not be vexed in our spirit just because of a sickness or something that the devil has thrown at us to, to deceive us. I'll tell you what, diabetes, heart disease, gout, all of these different diseases that are out there are all controllable by the way we eat. The things that we're putting into our bodies. And, uh, you know, and, and sometimes we make a joke out of it. We laugh about it. But it's so real. And God says, I want to heal your body. I want to heal your mind. I want to set you free and deliver you and get you from that. Can you imagine? I remember a day when there was a man in our church. He was pushed in a wheelchair every single service. Uh, they brought him in in a wheelchair. And one day we were all praising God in a church service. And that place was packed out. It was the very first building. It was the building that I got saved in on Boulder and Weber in Colorado Springs. Pastor Jones was there. He had already taken the church. He was the pastor there. And this man that was paralyzed, he was climbing a pole, and he got electrocuted. He was an electrician doing some work for the city or something. I don't know what he was doing. But he got shocked. He got electrocuted. He fell to the ground. He was paralyzed from, from his neck all the way down. He was in a wheelchair. They pushed this man through there. And I'm telling you something. Nobody walked up to this man and laid hands on him. Nobody walked up to this man and said any magical word or gave even a, a scripture. But it was during a worship service. We were praising God. We were singing and the music was up. And people were shouting. The, the train was running through the church. And all of a sudden, this man jumps up out of his wheelchair. And he starts running through the aisles of the church. 
Well, there's some people in this place, you'd be like, hmm, I don't believe that unless I saw it. I seen that with my very eyes. My wife saw that with her eyes. And I'm sure you've seen some of that in your life, wherever you've been, and you've seen God's miracle-working power at work. And it's right here. It's right here right now. And it's not just for me, but it's for you. It's for me, and it's for you. You don't have to suffer any longer. You say, well, my son has this. Uh, my daughter has this. My kids have this. Oh, I'm telling you something. We've been through trials. Oh, I'm telling you what, dark trials where the devil has tried to torment our family. But we've seen God uh, do great and mighty things. You say, well, pastor, how can you say that when your daughter is going through what she's going through? I got news for you. My daughter's delivered. She's delivered. She delivered. <laughs> you notice we've been gone quite a bit. We went down to Phoenix. And we were spending some time with her down there because we received good news from her. You know, it was everything opposite of what she had been telling us through the last five and a half years. Everything that she had spoken to us was her opinion of her life and things she was going through. And, and it was contrary to the way we believed or the way we stood in our foundation with, with God. And now all of a sudden, oh, don't tell me there's no power in prayer. Oh, every one of your prayers, every time I go in that prayer room and I hear Brenda, oh, Brenda, I'm telling you, she says, she says it like it is. God, heal Mallory from homosexuality. Straight up, I'm like, woohoo, glory to God. Somebody's got some boldness. She calls me, calls us one day, and she says, Dad, that's not me. And I wanted to say, well, two years ago, baby, three years ago, you told me that's who you were. You told me you were born this way. She says, no, I, Dad, I, I wasn't this way. This is not who I am. She's telling me everything that I already know. But it's contrary to everything that she was saying when she was in the sin. Because sin will blind you. Sin will bind you. Sin will destroy you and me, all of us. This lady asked me yesterday, did you, did, when, when, when your daughter told you that, did you turn your back on her? I said, absolutely not. I stood up for what I believed, but I did not stop loving her. And look and see what God can do. She calls and says, I'm, I'm, Dad, that's not me anymore. And matter of fact, she gave me a liberty to say she actually has a boyfriend now. And God is doing something miraculous. I mean, it's, it is miraculous, miraculous. And I don't even want to know how it's happening because I just know it's God. I just know it's God. I'm not sad. I'm glad. Hallelujah. I got a reason to shout today. I got a reason, oh, to say thank you, Jesus, for your, your goodness, oh, God. Thank you, Lord, for your mercy, God, that shed on me. Lord, thank you for the blood of Jesus that's been shed on Calvary's cross. God, that we can believe and know that you are at work in our behalf. Don't think that your kids are too far off. Don't think that there's no hope for your situation because I got news for you today. There's hope for you. And God is at work. If you'll bow your heads and close your eyes for just a moment, I want to ask before we dismiss this service tonight. You're here tonight. You say, Pastor, I'm, I'm struggling. I'm going through some very difficult tri trials and tribulations in my life. 
And first of all, before I go any further, I want to just make a call to those. You're here tonight, or maybe you're online watching this and you're not saved. And you want to be saved. You want to give your life to Jesus. You want to surrender. I want you just to lift your hand up wherever you are tonight in this place, at home, sitting on your couch, driving down the street. Maybe you're at work listening to this message. And you're away from God. And you want to accept him as your Lord and Savior. Just put your hand up. Put it right back down. I want to pray for you. All over this place. Put it up. Put it back down quickly. Don't hesitate. Just trust the Lord that he's going to heal your body. That he's going to deliver your mind and set you free from this this life of sin. Praise God. Praise God. Now I want to change the call. Let's all stand up to our feet if we can. I want to change the call to... If you're struggling in your faith, if you could all just start making your way forward this this evening. We're going to pray in just a few moments. We're going to give you some time to pray as Kristen sings a song up here this, this evening. And we're going to worship God with our voices, with our hands lifted up. And we're going to put our needs in God's hands. We're, gonna, we're, we're not going to beg God. You don't have to beg him. You just say, God, this is my situation, Lord. This is where I'm hurting. Maybe you're a young person, you're in school today. Maybe you're battling with friendships. Maybe you're, you feel the peer pressures of life. Maybe you're a parent, you just feel overwhelmed with being a parent. It's not easy. But this is where we get to bring everything to the Lord and leave it there. Take our burdens to the Lord, take them to the cross, and we leave them there. Every single one of us in this place today we get the opportunity to walk out of this place completely free, delivered, our mind set free from any attack of the enemy. Listen to me. When I say, you know, losing people in our lives, you know, I'm sure Harold is still watching him and his wife. That was Sue's, that's their family members that Sue and Ed had passed on with Joyce and went on to heaven. There's not a day that goes by that we don't think of them and we probably don't mention them enough because of just everything that's going on in life but I believe it's Harold and Mary is is it Mary Mary that's right wonderful friends of this fellowship and this congregation and they're our family and even though they went through trials and tough times of losing one family member after the next I got news for you God still gets the victory in their life, they're giving victory to God. And I know without a doubt, Ashley, their, their granddaughter, I mean, I'm telling you, and, and her mom and dad, they are all, they're pushing forward. They're standing on the promises of God. Sometimes that's all we have is the promises of God. There's nothing else. Because the things that have been promised to us by man, they can be taken away like that. But the things that God has given, the things that God has done for us, the things that God has promised, they will never, never perish. He'll always be there for us. Amen. Thanks again for listening. If you want to hear more messages, please subscribe to our podcast channel. And if you like it, consider rating it and sharing it with your friends. For more content from VWO Denton, go to our website at vwotexas.com.